0: Welcome. I'm Melissa Gardner, a certified personal pre and postnatal trainer with a nutrition specialist certification. I've dedicated my last five and a half years on helping real women lose the weight they want while teaching them how to do it sustainably, and I am so happy you're here today.
1: And this is Ryan Gardner, a personal trainer and certified nutrition specialist dedicated to healthy and sustainable living. It's my goal to bring you the insight and motivation you need to start your day one.
0: Now let's dive on into the Get Up and Do podcast. Hi you guys, welcome back to the Get Up and Do podcast. If anyone is new here, hello, I'm your girl Mel, also known as Get Bit with Meliz, and I'm sure if you're here and you're new, it's probably from TikTok or Instagram. So welcome.
1: Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the best podcast in the world.
0: Someone called it a shitty podcast, and I've had a really hard time with it. This guy went in on me on <laughs> Facebook I was like, Don't you have a shitty podcast to record? And I'm like, Well, at least you listen to it if you know what shit. <laughs> anyway, I think it's a great podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy it, too, because this is why we come back. You all know it, because of you. Um, we wanted to touch on a subject that we have just both been seeing be kind of, um, what's the word?
1: Stigmatized.
0: Stigmatized, uh, used as clickbait, people don't know more or actually understand it, and as someone who is a professional... And as someone who has PCOS, it's very important to me that people understand that one, not it's not a one-size-fits-all. Um, with that being said, I just want to give you the facts of what's true and kind of like little indicators or red flags to look out for when you see content on socials because a lot of people, what they do is they use what I just called clickbait. And what that means is they'll put something catchy like, don't do this workout if you want to lose weight. Or if you want to lose weight, quit doing these workouts, things yeah. like that. Those are called- reasons
1: why you're not losing weight,
0: which clickbait can be great because we do as like influencers, we do want you to watch our video, but at the same time, like Pay attention to the wording because when I do clickbait, it's usually because even though it might be clickbait, it's still there's still truth behind it. So, like one of my videos, I'm like, "You stop doing crunches and helped reduce your mommy pooch by doing these exercises," which are, is true, right? Like by doing some more transverse abdominals and you heal separations in your stomach, especially if you are very overweight or and losing weight or you had a baby. Those things will help reduce your mommy um, stomach. So. My, I always have intentionality behind the the clickbait. It's never to lead you astray. It's always for good intention. With that said, sorry, we're just don't
1: believe everything that you see. Right, I think is the key is the key point of just like question even us things we put out. Yeah, question us, question everybody, question everything that you see, and try to understand it instead of
0: questions to the pages because for me if someone questions me on anything i'm saying i'm like i'm happy to have like a sit down talk i'm happy to make a video in response like i am happy to give more information the thing about social media is they are little clips little bites of things that have been edited and a lot of people abuse that so with that being said Just understand if someone's actually credible, most of the time if you ask a question, they won't come off defensive. They'll actually want to try to help you understand or better understand things, right? right? depends if you're actually wanting to learn the actual answer versus just being a little smart aleck, which I get a lot of. So with that being said, the top few things that we've been seeing on socials that we kind of wanted to make you aware of is cortisol. The word cortisol gets thrown around like nothing I've ever seen. I don't know if it's just recently- because of the springtime, but I see the word cortisol thrown everywhere. hormones, inflammation, detoxifying, um, your gut, your gut biome. Um, what other words do I see there and around? Those are like pretty much the Those main are ones, the main right? Ones weight loss and right like for fast fluctuates. weight loss and stuff like that, like people use that all the time too. But hopefully by now if you see anything that people say do this for faster weight loss, Hopefully by now, you know, that's a bunch of bullshit yeah. because weight loss takes its time. That's okay. Don't put it in your mind that it's going to be fast because for most people it's not and that's okay. So with that being said, we just kind of wanted to touch base a little bit. We're not like specialists by any means in hormones or any of these things. Even right. with someone, me having PCOS, I can't tell you based off of my own experience, things to be true for you too. But because I have PCOS, I have learned a lot, and I have learned a lot through courses. I've learned a lot through my experience, and that's why I was like, "We really need to talk about this because people abuse these words too much online and confuses the shit out of people."
1: Right. Well, and I think the first thing that I would get at with a lot of these, um, a lot of these things, is that it's. You, the people are making it very complicated. Um, it's confusing a lot of people because you bring up these new words that people haven't heard or that are popular now, like cortisol. And it's like, okay, I hadn't heard that word before like two years ago, probably. Yeah, same ever. here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. Right. Um, and now it's like, okay, well, everybody's an expert on this. Right. <laughs> yes. um, so it's. There's, there's very, you know, simple but not easy protocols for improved health, stress management, uh, physical health and mental health and nutrition, right? And there's just very simple things that you can do to improve yourself. There may be things that are less ideal or there may be, um, you know, a small problem here or a small problem there. But generally, you can achieve a more healthy lifestyle with a few lifestyle changes. Right. You don't necessarily have to worry too much about cortisol. You don't necessarily have to worry too much about inflammation. your microbiome. Or right. inflammation, right? Let a let a doctor tell you that if you need to worry. Here's the about thing,
0: though: that. is I feel like a lot of people won't even listen to their doctors. They're like, "Oh, the doctors don't know."
1: <laughs> this is the this is the hypocrisy, or this is the double standard of, okay, well, my doctor said that my hormones are are the reason that you know that are the problem or whatever. Okay, but you complain that when you go to the doctor, they tell you you need to lose weight. You complain that they're fat phobic, so are you get? You can't pick and choose. Right. If you want to listen to your doctor, you need to listen to your doctor. If you don't listen to them, you don't. Right. So here's the thing: you can't just decide to follow advice that's convenient, uh, advice that gives you a break or an excuse, because these things, a lot of the times, aren't things that we can consciously control or have conscious um experience as to like when they're actually happening within us i don't know when the hell my cortisol is high i can't measure that right um i have an idea because of the things that i've learned but you don't know what your hormones are doing really
0: right unless you're getting tested on a day -day. exactly
1: and you don't know uh, how good your gut health is Right. You know what I mean? All so, you can
0: do is maybe get a test done, a panel done, or assume, and based off those assumptions, make certain changes.
1: Certain lifestyle changes. Right. It all goes back to just simple lifestyle changes. That's what I. That's the first thing that I would say is don't overcomplicate it. Right. You hear these terms thrown around and don't read too much into all of these things because you see it all the time and it makes it feel important when maybe it's
0: really not that big of an issue what people are doing is exasperating it the one particular thing i saw on tiktok and i think you saw it too ryan it was this woman said um i stopped doing these exercises like running and all this other thing i don't i don't even know and then all of a sudden, she lost all this weight. Or, what? do you remember exactly was what the, the video is? It
1: was the one that stopped taking or, or drinking caffeine on a That's fasted stomach. That's what it
0: was. Yes. So
1: I was drinking caffeine on a fasted stomach and working out, and my cortisol went way up, and my weight, I gained weight. And the correlation oh, right <laughs> does not match <laughs> between cortisol, caffeine, weight gain and fasted exercise exactly
0: it's it's incoherent it doesn't
1: make any sense none of it makes any sense but it's confusing
0: right right because now people what, what the problem was as i went on to this video i saw it well one a client sent it to me so she was like is this true and two, she, um, I went to the comment section and all these people were like, oh my God, like I knew that was the cause for my weight gain. Like so many people believed it. And I was like, what is happening right now? Like this is not true. This is scientifically incorrect. Like this is negligent to be saying these, this cause, causes this because there is nowhere in God's name have I learned that in all my seven years of doing this. So this is what the video says. When I thought drinking caffeine, working out on an empty stomach would help me burn fat with my PCOS. And then she says, my cortisol and my weight. And then it's like the guy doing the up thing. So the waves are coming up. So the reason why I wanted to break this down is because one, understand this, weight fluctuates. It's supposed to, whether it goes up or it goes down can be dependent on a various amount of things. So yes, when you do do a hard workout, so a run or you lift legs, maybe you had a really good push day, your scale may be up the next day and then it'll come back down. Why? Inflammation occurs. Natural process to any type of working out. Natural process to a lot of things. When we eat certain foods, inflammation occurs, right? Like,
1: Especially if you're overloading, you're doing something you haven't done before. Or eating you're, something you haven't done before. You have to before. go through an adaptation.
0: Correct. So people use these terms and they're like, oh, well, just so you know, the scale is going to go up. Yeah, it might, but then it'll actually end up going down. And they try to utilize the word cortisol to say, well, it's your cortisol spiking and that's why you're going up in weight. No, no. Cortisol, what ends up happening is when you're trying to suppress it, your body is trying to regulate. Growling goes up. Growling goes up. Appetite goes up. So, all of a sudden, if these things are up, you're eating more. But your cortisol being up doesn't mean that's what caused the weight gain. The weight had to come from somewhere, and it's usually from an excessive amount of food.
1: Right, and and the exercise isn't why your cortisol was up. It, your your cortisol, cortisol is a stress hormone, okay? That's, that's essentially what it is. Um, however, cortisol, I don't think a lot of people understand spikes when you wake up in the morning. If you wake up and view light, either bright sunlight or, um, bright artificial light, it boosts your circadian rhythm. Right. Tells your brain, we're awake. It's time to be awake. Right. Because your eyes get the light exposure, the photons, spikes cortisol. Okay. Immediately when you wake up. Yep. Does that mean that you're stressed out of your mind and you just want to eat carbs? Not exactly. Right. Um, So assuming you did know that your cortisol is up, it could be for a number of reasons, right? Exercise is actually a very good way to regulate your cortisol because you put yourself into a stressful situation or a stressful situation. adaptation, right? So, exercise is a is a stressful activity, stress-inducing, and then after exercise, it comes back down to baseline or below baseline, right? Right. So, it's actually a very good way to regulate that is hard exercise, right? Intense exercise. So, there's myth number 1, right? Exercise not causing a cortisol boost. That could be from Are you waking up and scrolling social media immediately and looking at stuff that pisses you off? Because if you are, that's going to increase your stress. Um, How much sleep did you get last night? Did you go to sleep at a decent time? Are you viewing light into the early hours of the morning, 1 a.m., 2 a.m.? Because that's going to mess with your circadian rhythm which is going to mess with your cortisol levels. So are you sleeping? Are you eating enough protein after your workout? Because that's going to mess with your appetite levels. So you have a vigorous workout, an intense workout. Are you staying fasted? Or are you eating adequate protein or or a good breakfast or a good meal, whatever the case may be, so that you can move along your day and just without so you, a huge appetite
0: just so you know a, a good meal as ryan's saying is more like a balanced meal so are you having a carbohydrate balanced it out with a protein or a fiber you know something a balanced like that. meal right yeah, that's not just a, a quick right I, I knew what you meant just um if anyone had the question sure. after hearing that i just wanted to give a quick example yeah of not that like a,
1: a traditional like good food meal yeah, yeah it's i should have clarified that it's are you having something that's protein dense with right. some carbs for your energy because your glycogen just got um, depleted probably if you and exercised intensely. Um, so a carb source, a protein source, a fat source, um, some vegetables. Fiber. Are you supplement, are you getting enough um, vitamins and right. minerals from v- fruits and vegetables, right? So these are the things that matter. Yep. Not cortisol, right? Not inflammation not um, your microbiome because if you're sleeping recovering exercising
0: doing something for your stress management
1: doing something for your stress management and if you're eating balanced those things will take care of themselves yes Yes. You don't have to worry about You
0: don't that. have to worry about the perfect exercise. You don't have to worry about the perfect meal. You don't have to worry about all these things. Um, the only time I would ever say you need to worry is if something feels wrong. So if, for example, if you have PCOS and every time you eat dairy, you feel sick to your stomach. Right. Like stomach is big, it pops out and you're like, oh my God, this is like awful for me. Like you literally feel that pain Dairy might be something we need to look at and reduce. You know what really helps knowing if food is hurting you or not? Tracking. Because one day you can look at your tracking and say, wow, so yesterday I had milk and I had eggs and I felt this really sick feeling. I felt so yucky. Today, haven't had milk, haven't had eggs. I've had cheese though, but I actually don't feel that bad today. You can look at your diary back and say, okay, well that probably is what caused me to feel a little bit more inflamed. And so When you have PCOS... You already naturally kind of have higher insulin levels. You already kind of have higher cortisol levels. We're always in a heightened state is what it's called because women with PCOS are more likely than not to have anxiety and depression.
1: Insulin sensitivity. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So these things, so because we have more than likely anxiety and depression, these things heighten everything else. So for us with um, cortisol and working through trying to keep it lower or whatever, it really is just all about honestly from all the dietitians i've talked to is about balancing out your meals to actually support your blood sugar levels and your insulin levels right doing a workout that feels good to you that feels Mm -hmm. like you can push but like maybe not fatigue you every single time right right so even with like thyroid you want to not be fatiguing yourself so much that you're feeling completely depleted and fatigued Right. right so with that being said though but there's there's no one fits all because I can run every single day and I'm fine I feel great like you go girl I've been dealing with PCOS for seven years and I will do it with the rest of my life there's no cure someone else s- running as much as I do might fatigue them so maybe for them it's the Stairmaster maybe for them it's an incline walk with a lift like it there's no one size fits all CrossFit, you just have to mess with things me yeah to see what fits best for you I have never eaten food before my caffeine. Like. I always take pre-workout on a fast stomach. It's always how I've done things unless I'm doing a very long run. And that's only because I need some type of like glycogen store. I need my quick carb to get me started through the day. With that being said, I have never had a problem (laughs) with weight gain and caffeine. Not a thing because for me
1: there's i don't think there's ever been any evidence that caffeine never, causes weight gain.
0: that's never been a thing people just like to say it because that's what they think that's what they assume and that's great they can assume but when people go out on social media and they're like this is fact that's when i have a problem with it because no it's not you can say i stopped having caffeine on an empty stomach and i saw my cortisol levels lower but for one how did you check that how do you know they lowered <laughs> yeah. but for two I'm getting a little ahead of myself. For two, what is your attention behind your message on socials, right? And as the consumer, you need to ask, what What am I actually benefiting from this video? Do I actually believe this? Because do I actually understand what cortisol is? Does this person know what that is? And that's when it's a good time to cue in a question, right, mm-hmm. and concern. So I really want to leave and end with this and maybe not end it, Ryan, if you have anything more to say, but I have to pee. Um, cortisol raises even when you see a loved one. I was reading this research article about, they did the study where they followed 10 couples. And every time the couple saw each other, the fe- the feeling of cortisol raise, or they couldn't even really measure it, but they were like sitting there saying how, the one couple felt this heightened state of stress but it wasn't distress it was stress, right like that happiness seeing that person so the researchers could assume cortisol levels heightened because cortisol is a stress hormone it's not a bad thing to have raised cortisol levels now chronic raised cortisol levels could be but then again how are we measuring that how do you know you have raised chronic cortisol levels yeah. an assumption could be you have chronic stress if you have chronic stress more than likely, you probably do have high cortisol levels. So, what people like to say is if you have these hard workouts and you already have high cortisol levels with your life, you're just like chronically fatiguing yourself, which can be true. A lot of energy output, not just from workouts, but from life in general, could probably fatigue and crash you and not be benefiting you. So, what would I say? Figure out how to better manage your stress.
1: Right. the 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 answer wouldn't be stop working out.
0: Right. Because that's the, the one thing that be, manages it.
1: Yeah. The answer would be
0: stop Go to your, sleep. Stop answering your calls <laughs> at eight o'clock at night. You clocked out. Quit going back to work. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those are the things that are actually going to help lower your cortisol levels to a more What's the word? Sustainable rate. Sustainable. Yes. Homeostasis, whatever but. you want to call it. As far as inflammation occurs, inflammation occurs all the time in your body. Most of us, when we feel it, we feel kind of puffy. At least for me, that's how I feel. When inflammation is occurring, like even after our 16 mile round, I felt like a little fat whale because all the inflammation was occurring in my quads, in my legs, in my stomach. And then guess what? The next day, back down. It's not something you need to fear. Your hard workout will cause it for like two seconds. Guess what? When you do leg day, glutes, hammies, you're implementing the shit out of your body because it's a hard workout typically. Even if you're just doing four to five workouts, still a hard workout if you want to get some good fat loss from it.
1: Yeah. Oftentimes the inflammation occurs, especially after workouts in that area to repair that exactly
0: area. and people don't get that people don't understand that so what they to say do these exercises to lower inflammation any exercises increases your inflammation so if you ever see that just scratch that do not hit that follow button last thing i want to say is as, l- as far as hormones you guys all of us to some level our hormones are probably up or down. Most Inbalanced people have some, some type of imbalance hormone. If you really actually care about your hormones, go get a panel done. Go, go ask your, your doctor. Work. Go get your blood work done. And, go see and, where you're at.
1: And, li- and people on TikTok are not who you should be taking the advice from. The yeah. advice should be coming from whoever did your blood work. <laughs> the advice on how to fix your hormones isn't going to even come from Melissa Us, and I, it's going to come from somebody who's qualified.
0: Who actually understands the panel they're looking at. Because if you were to show me your blood panel, I'm going to look at that and be like, oh, your, your, your test is low. We might need to do something about that. But I can't really give you a specialty or order you on it because I'm not a specialist in that area. Yeah, Someone right. else, though, could. right? Someone who actually specializes in that could. And that's who you need to be going to. But Melissa, it's so expensive. Okay, <laughs> well, then quit bitching about your hormones. If you're not going to do anything <laughs> about it, you need to quit complaining about it. Okay. Yeah. If you feel like something's off, the $200 is worth it. Go do it. Skip chilies for three weeks. Go get your blood work done. Yeah. Get something done so you can feel better, especially if you're feeling fatigued, always drained, like something's wrong. Maybe you're trying to lose weight, but you find yourself you're not. It's probably because you're, well, it is because you're not in hot and a caloric deficit. But with that said Sometimes the reason you're not in a caloric deficit is if your hormone is constantly up and your appetite is always up, you're accidentally—not even accidentally—but you're it's overeating without realizing. Adhere. It's more difficult to adhere to your deficit. Okay, yeah. So that's where I was going with that whole little spiel. Yeah. Last thing, I don't even know if I want to get into it. your gut biome. There is not enough people on socials, especially fitness influencers, who actually understand the complexity of your gut. And for one gut to the other gut, it's like we could eat the exact same thing and your gut might respond differently than my gut would to certain foods. So, do you have something to say? You look like you have something to say.
1: This, there... Scientists don't even fully understand the gut microbiome. The gut microbiome is extremely vast right? Uh, with bacteria. It's microbacteria, right. microbiome. Yes. It's made up of microbiota.
0: Do you know what that is? That means microorgan, very, very small, <laughs> tiny, bacteria tiny little things of
1: trillions of strands of bacteria within individual guts
0: so if you want to protect it and work on your own start listening to your body when you're eating food stop inhaling every little thing on your freaking plate take things slow for me i have been really good at putting my fork down and being like oh that felt good oh that didn't feel good you get to really learn your gut biome that way one thing i do know for sure though is adding fiber helps protect your bacteria the good bacteria in your gut am i wrong there
1: yeah, adding fiber and um, reducing ultra processed things. food, sugars, right? Which is, yeah, which are just obvious things. So it's just the. If it's you're eating out every
0: single day, you're hitting that Mickey D's, man, it could fit in your deficit. But if you're hitting that every single day, I'm going to tell you right now, that gut biome ain't going to be good. And that can look like constipation. That can look like diarrhea. That's how you kind of know if you have some problem going on with that gut biome. Yep, bloating, yeah. inflammation. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, so please, with this being said, take this home with you cortisol levels being raised is natural if you feel like you have chronic cortisol levels raised work on your stress management work on your sleep quality work on actually recovering yourself same with inflammation take a rest day do a walk instead of a run I don't know um, do what feels good to you if your body feels good doing hit three times a week but maybe the two other days you don't great do that if you feel like you could run every single day great do that do what feels good to your body. Your body will always tell you what feels good and what doesn't. And you just need to listen. Your body might tell you Bulgarians feel real hard, but that's just, that's just saying it's real hard. It doesn't mean it's not good for you. Okay. Don't get it twisted there. Yeah. Same with hormones. Um, if you have anything to say about it, go get them checked. Go get a panel done. Ask your doctor, hey, can I get a blood panel done for my hormones? I would like to see where my levels are. are. Is your vitamin D low? Is your testosterone low? Is your estrogen low? It could help you learn a lot about yourself. So I would always say go get a panel done. Um, And your gut biome, just quit eating shit. <laughs> just,
1: I think the the one thing that, that I would say to end this podcast to just bring it all home is just do... The basics, simple lifestyle changes that we preach, um, which is get more, get better sleep, recover, exercise, move your body, eat a balanced diet, um, and stay in a caloric deficit if you want to lose weight. And ultimately, if you do those things, you're going to be in a lot better spot. And Then you can work, you, then you can worry about the specifics. Then you can worry about this is how I feel on these days. This is how I feel after I eat this. And then you can get that addressed, uh, properly. So with that said, um, I'm going to wrap up the podcast today and hope you get up and do today.